Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Jane Urquhart. Good morning. just want to read this. Um, we've been reading it. Uh, I think it's uh, today's psalm, actually, Psalm 92. But in the Passion Translation, it says, It's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts. How we love to sing our praises over and over to you, to the matchless God, high and exalted over all. At each and every sunrise, we will be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets and all through the night, we will keep proclaiming, you are so faithful. Melodies of praise will fill the air as every musical instrument joined with every heart overflows with worship. No wonder I'm so glad. I can't keep it in. Lord, I'm shouting with glee over all you've done for all you've done for me. Amen. Amen. That's, that's what we have been doing this morning. All of our hearts together just worshipping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for who he is, for his amazing love. But so that, so much that we can't keep it in. So much that we can't keep it to ourselves. We cannot keep it to ourselves. We cannot keep it to ourselves. There's a world within our world, our families, friends, loved ones. There's a world out there that needs to hear the love of the Father. And um, the Father is passionate for every person. He's passionate for us. We know him and we love him and we serve him. He's passionate for those that don't know him. His heart is for them. His heart is to reach them. His heart is to save them out of darkness like he saved me out of darkness. His heart is for them and we cannot keep it to ourselves. We cannot keep this love to ourselves. We cannot keep it within the four walls of the church or our bedroom or our house or, or the four walls of whatever goes on in our, in our minds. Sorry, I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> We're in a season of speaking about living how Jesus lived, yeah? And, um, and Pastor Clive brought an excellent word a couple of weeks ago. And while he was speaking... Sorry, I've got to get these out of my eyes so I can see. <laughs> he was talking about... Thanks, mate. He was talking about... Um, at one point, about sonship and about living as sons. And as he was speaking, he talked about a spirit of sonship. He talked about that we now have relationship with the Father that we have been adopted, that we have been accepted, that we have an inheritance, that we have rights and we have authority. Do you remember him talking about that? And as he was going through, it was just really just impacting me over and over again that that stuff comes through sonship. It doesn't come just by keep being told that that's what we have or we need to stand up in authority, we need to believe. And, but it comes through knowing who we are 
knowing we are so loved. And as I was listening to him, I was just jotting down these, these different things, and I felt God say to me, even in my own heart, that we, we, do we truly know what it is to be sons? Do we truly know how much we are loved? Do we truly know how much we have been accepted, how much we are approved of? And I felt God say that we don't, some of us don't truly know it. And when we don't truly know it, we won't truly share it with others because when we're fearful and we're, we're, we've got anxiety going on in our life and all this real stuff, yeah? So I've been on a journey the last couple of weeks just unpacking this myself. And I think God's showing me where I don't live in that. So much so that I was so unsettled in myself. I was so, um, I've been so um, doubting myself. So in a rubbish place by the enemy. You know how he lies. You've got nothing. You are nothing. Blah, blah, blah. This stuff just goes on in our heads, yeah? Am I the only one? <laughs> so when I knew, I knew I was speaking and I said to Clive, I don't want to do this. I've got nothing to say. And... Um, I'm struggling. And he ignored me. <laughs> Sometimes he does that. <laughs> and he was right to ignore me because I had to get through something. I had to come out the other side of that with God doing something in me and showing me stuff about myself where I doubt myself, where I feel I'm not up to the task, where I feel I've got nothing to say. And in myself, I haven't. Totally, I haven't, okay? <laughs> I'm, 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 totally, I haven't. Um, God loves us so much and he really wants us to know how, how he loves us as sons. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of sonship he has put inside of us. Amen? Jesus came as a son. He came, God so loved the world that he sent his son into the world, who he loved, yeah? In Galatians 4, it says... At his appointed time, God sent his son, born of a woman and born under the law, so that he might save those who live under the law, that they might be adopted as his sons. And once you became his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, enabling you to call him Abba, Father. Okay, and that Abba is such an amazing an amazing word. It is father, but if you go to Israel and you hear little kids running around shouting, Abba, Abba, it's, it's more, it's daddy. It's like such a, a, just a daddy term. Kids over there use it. And it's daddy, it's father, it's, we have that now, that cry in our hearts. The cry that every person on this planet is looking for, that approval and that acceptance that somebody, somewhere bigger than them, loves them so much. So you are no longer a slave. And I can so easily get into that mentality. Do you? I have to do it right. I have to be there. I have to perform. I don't, but this is what goes on, yeah? But I am not a slave. I am a son. 
And because I'm a son, I'm one of God's heirs. Romans 8, 15 to 17. So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. That's what we were, yeah? Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. We are sons of God. We are his children, dearly loved. I love this uh, verse in Matthew 17, which says, while, this is during the baptism of Jesus, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, oh no, this, this is the other, sorry, this is the bit when they're up the mountain. Uh, so when Jesus had been baptized, the, the heavens parted, and God's voice said, this is my beloved son, yeah? And then also on the Mount Transfiguration, it says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. That's what he speaks over us. He is well pleased with us. Can you receive it for yourself? He is well pleased with you without you doing anything for him He's pleased. So we have the spirit of sonship. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, we came, we went from slaves to sons and heirs. This is an identity shift. The Holy Spirit fulfills a powerful role as he is called the spirit of sonship. But still many Christians are afraid of God. But it's exactly because of your sonship there is no reason at all to have any anxious fears about God. Instead, you are called to a life of peace. I think if there's one thing that that affects us more than anything else when we get saved, it's peace with God. Peace with God. When you've been forgiven, when you've been cleansed, there is peace. Before we do anything, there is peace. And the world needs peace. Some of you in here today need peace in your heart, in your mind, in your body. That's what he's given us, yeah? With that peace comes healing. With that peace with God comes healing in our bodies, healing in our emotions, healing in our mental state. Peace with God. Because before we do anything, we've been accepted We've been approved. We have rights and we have authority. So we can tell those anxious fears to go. Amen? We have hope. We have hope. We have hope. (laughs) And love imparted by God's spirit. The Lord told people and still does over and over again, you're a sinner and you failed God. It says you deserve punishment. You're not worthy. It's the curse of the law. We don't live under a curse anymore, amen? We don't deserve punishment. Jesus was punished in our place once and for all, like we heard. We do not need to live with anxiety that we are blowing it with God. I have to overcome this at different times, and I know you do as well. Or feelings of guilt that we're not good enough. Or doubt whether we are truly forgiven. All these things hinder us 
in our relationship with the Father. They hinder us in relationships with others and they hinder us in relationships with the world. If we're not free in the love of God, we won't take that freedom to anybody else. We're too closed up because we're closed before God because we're living with guilt and fear and condemnation, which is not ours. It is not ours. And the Father wants us to know how free we are. There is no fear in God. Perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. The Father trains us. He doesn't shame us. The Father trains us because we're his kids. And he gets involved in our lives in the nitty gritty. But he doesn't shame us over those things. Jugby brought a great scripture this morning in the prayer meeting in Revelation 3. And in the Amplified it says, Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. He disciplines us, yeah? But he doesn't punish us. He says, so be enthusiastic with burning zeal and repent. Or change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behaviour and seek God's will. I think when we know how free we are, there could be a burning zeal on the inside of us that is going to be seen by other people around us and outside of these four walls. Amen? A burning zeal that replaces any fear, any anxiety, any guilt, any condemnation. If there's stuff going on in our lives, we just repent and the Father forgives us. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness and we are free to move out and move on. Amen? We can reveal this love, this freedom, this relationship with others. And now with God as your Father, we have full family privileges of his access to a loving father the inheritance of the indwelling holy spirit spirit and full rights to treasures like peace comfort confidence joy and the assurance of the fact that heaven is ours now and forever yeah all of this belongs to us and we can take it to others and to this world they need freedom we have the answer So the two have got to meet somewhere, yeah? (laughs) The heart of the Father for us is peace and well-being. That is his heart. It's his will for his children. And Jesus has brought these things. Jesus came bringing the kingdom of heaven, the fullness, the healings, the deliverances, the salvation, everything that Jesus went around doing that we can do. When we lay hands on the sick, when we pray for people, we see people delivered. In here, yes, through doing the freedom course, we can see those things happen, but also out there, the world needs deliverance. Amen. The world needs freedom. I read a great uh, quote from Todd White the other day. Who loves watching Todd White? If you don't know who he is, just Google him on YouTube. Googling on YouTube, you know what I mean. <laughs> Look him up, Todd White, and just watch how he operates. He'll walk up to anybody and offer to pray for them, offer them the love of the Father. He's just amazing to watch. And I, and I read a great quote from him the other day. It said, you don't have to defend the gospel. You just have to manifest the Father. 
We don't have to get into arguments. We go to people with the love of the Father who says, I want to touch you. I want to heal you. I want to put my arms around you. I want to speak into your life. I want to speak affirmation because our hearts are full. Amen. I don't know if many of you were here in the summer when Clive was standing up on the stage and he had all the kids out here on the floor with the, with the black drapes over, over the top of them, yeah? And this was Christianity. This is the world down here. And the kids were in the sea of lostness, you know, and there were all the blankets rocked down in the waves and the kids were underneath. And he had Isaac. Clive had Isaac on the stage and um, amongst other children. But he said, he's, at one point, he said to Isaac... Um, the kids were trying to get up on the platform, and Clive was like, no, stay down there, because you're lost. He said, Isaac, go and get them. And when he said it, it just, it just hit me again, how we need to leave this. We are in this permanently, this state of well-being with the Lord, and go down into the darkness. Oh, I can't see, sorry. <laughs> go into the darkness and rescue rescue people and I had this image a few weeks ago and I thought no I can't do that Lord but I'll just explain it anyway because I felt he said to I just had an image of, of me if you like sitting on here with a fishing rod and uh, I'm in my Christianity I've got my worship I've got my books I've got DVDs I've got it all I've got Jesus I've got amazing you know everything and I, as a fishing rod and every now and then Someone will swim by, and I'm like, are they going to take the bait? Are they, are they interested? Oh, no, oh, oh, never mind, there they go. I'm right. <laughs> but we live like that, don't we, so much in Christianity. And um, God's saying something different to us. This society needs our voice. It needs the kingdom of heaven. It needs justice and righteousness and peace and joy. It needs our voice speaking into society in different ways, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in work, whether it's in politics, whether it's to a community of people. It needs our voice. It needs the voice of God. It needs the kingdom. It needs us to leave how Jesus left heaven and go into the world with who he is, the Father's love. And God was speaking to me over the summer. I had someone, other people were having dreams. I had some dreams. And, um, and I just, this phrase, you know, that I, I hear from other people, does our town even know we're here? And the Lord was speaking to me about us possessing Horsham. There's, there's Crawley, there's Worthing, there's Burgess Hill as well. But he was speaking to me about me possessing Horsham, taking hold of my town in a way that I've not done before because God wants to take hold of my town. God wants his voice in the town. Um, after the She Conference uh, in May, um, as soon as it finished, I knew that was going to be the last one, as it, as it has been. And... I, I spoke to Katie McGowan uh, that night, the last on the Saturday night, and I said, this is, this is the last one, isn't it? And she said, yes, it is. And we've both been praying. We've been praying for a, a while. And during the few days after the She Conference, God spoke to me and he said, throw the net on the other side. 
And if you think about that situation in the boat where Jesus spoke to the disciples, they're all facing a certain way and they've got their nets and they're fishing and uh, they're not doing a great job but they're not catching anything. (laughs) He says, throw your nets on the other side. So if you think about it, everybody in that boat has to shift position. Everybody, because they're all got these big nets. Everybody has to shift focus, shift position to throw the net on the other side. And we are the net. Everything about we've, that we've been doing with the women and so much in the church over the last few years is about us belonging to one another. The She Conference has been, and everything what we've been doing is about bringing everybody together with that sense of love, belonging, purpose. And God said, I'm making you into a net. I'm knitting you together to become a strong net. And, he, and we've got bigger and more expansive and there's more love, there's more unity. That God's been working, yeah? Or is it just me? lying (laughs) I don't know know. God has been building this net and now he's saying throw it out there so we have to do as God's saying don't we we have to shift position and also with faith camp finishing as well um it's 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 big deal for uh, well I guess kingdom faith and pastor Colin after so many years to, to say, right, that's it. You know, God's saying, that's, we're not doing it anymore. And um, uh, Steve, can you just come and share the picture you had? Steve had a great picture um, that he's been, yeah, he explained the other day at a team meeting, a team conference, and I just wanted to share it with you. Thanks. Yeah, I was, uh, we were chatting after an eight o'clock with um, Pastor Rohan. And um, whilst I was chatting with him, um, I had a vision. Um, which is really encouraging because it shows that God still sm- thinks of me as a young man. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and what I could see was um, kingdom faith, um, like a solar system, in that it has uh, a sun in the middle, and there are planets revolving, rotating, and orbiting around the, around the sun. And those planets were like the church, Horsham, and the Crawley Congregation, and... Worthing, Burgess Hill, and all of the other ones. It was a system in balance, and it had an annual focus, which was faith camp, like the sun in the middle of this system. And we, around each planet, there was um, little moons. So around Horsham Congregation, there were the things that we do, which are like uh, small groups, um, freedom, alpha, all the things that we are as a, as, a, as a church, and each church has their things that they're doing. So this system, for the last season of time, has been in balance, it has an annual focus. It is occupying a set space. And we've filled that space since, since Faith Camp began. We have been growing and, and established as a, as a ministry. Um, in the given space that God has given to us in that season. But with Faith Camp being our annual focus, now being uh, extinguished, finished, no longer there... what would happen to those planets that are orbiting around that? They would immediately start to push out into new space. Immediately start to enter into something new, Mm. somewhere new, something that God is starting to ordain for us, Mm. that there is an immediacy. So since camp has finished, we are now heading out into uncharted waters, 
into something new that God yeah. has for us, new yeah. space to fill. Yeah. And what I could see is what that was going to look like is things would start to grow and establish. And what was once a solar system that was, that was in this generation, a uh, system in balance, will now go into greater things and become a galaxy with a whole lot more, a yeah. whole bigger expression, a whole, a whole greater um, uh, effect if you if you like yeah. that we are now in a season of expanding into uncharted waters and taking possession yeah. of the new things that god has for yeah. us amen oh, okay? brilliant it's brilliant thank you it's perfect isn't it um very yeah very just interesting analogy that that now that is out of the not say out of the way that's the wrong thing to say now faith camp isn't happening um we are moving we're going to be moving out in new ways um and that's going to look different and it's exciting i think it's exciting um there's a whole world out there like i've said that the lord wants to reach jesus came uh as a son to find the lost sheep that's how god sees people a lost sheep. We go to the lost, we're compelled with his compassion for those in darkness. They're loved by the Father and God wants us to reach out with the answer to the issues that are going on in, in this world. Um, kingdom faith is an apostolic uh, thing. It's apostolic. It's, it has an anointing to reach, his voice to reach the nation and nations, yeah? And it's been doing that through Pastor Colin for many years, many years. But imagine all of us with that same anointing out there, out there where he wants to position us, where he wants to send us to the issues of the day. We, I know there's amazing, amazing people in this congregation with visions and dreams and passions and a call of God to, to move out and reach out in new ways and make a difference in this nation and the nations. There are issues that the kingdom can answer. The kingdom of God can answer, yeah? Righteousness, peace, and joy where there is no righteousness, peace, and joy. Strategies for our towns. Strategy for your neighborhood, for your neighbors, Strategies for the nation, strategies for people groups. When I, it's, it's interesting, um, like when I think about Helena, when Helena Croft started Streetlight, you know, it, started, it was very local. It was our heart, she was going, she was going to the local refuge. That's where it started, our heart to reach the one, and then the few, and then it grew from there to like reach the town, and then the next town. Now she's in London, it's, it's working in London, it's, go, it's gone into Parliament, it's going into other nations. It just takes a heart and a vision and obedience to the Lord to go and reach somebody, and God can take you from something very small to very large in a very short space of time, because that's the kingdom. Is advancing and increasing, amen? We've got relationship with the Jewish community where it started with years of prayer for many, from many people. Going on a local basis, was going to Brighton and meeting Jewish people and doing Hebrew lessons and all the rest of it, to now we've got the ear of the highest Jewish people in the country. It got, that's God, because that's where he wants to position us. But we have to start somewhere. We have to start on one of the things that God's saying. I know somebody here, I'm not going to say who it is yet, but I might, we, another point might get her to share. 
somebody here who's very passionate about the subject of suicide in this nation. It's a massive issue. Massive issue. And God put it on our heart to do something about this. And she's been involved with a, you know, I don't know if it's her own company or, or joined with another company, but produced a film with people who've been through this, this, the pain of this. And um, they made a film, and it's been shown, and it's, it's got awards, and I know it's going to go out there into this nation because it's such a powerful, powerful tool in the hands of God on such a massive subject. And I know there's more in this room that's going on and that God wants to release where we can bring God's heart, his healing, his love, and his answers to the needs in this nation. Amen? The needs of everyone around us. God wants us to possess in these areas where people's lives are destroyed. He wants us to turn up. He wants us to show up. He wants us to speak up. He wants us to act, yeah? Isaiah 54 says, Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense, for you'll be soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. There are so many of you in this room that the descendants, if you like, or part of kingdom faith, that God wants to move out into uh, ruined places and resettle them for him. Amen? And that spread out is the parrots. It's breakout. You and I are going to break out of our four walls and start making a difference in this nation. Amen? And other nations. Isaiah 32. God gave me this a few, a few months ago about kingdom faith. Look, a righteous king is coming. We serve a righteous king, Jesus. Amen? And honest princes will rule under him. That's you and I. We are his sons, his princes, living righteous and honest lives. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. You didn't get it. (laughs) This deserves a response, okay? Each one of you, okay, are going to be shelter from the wind, for somebody. Amen. You're going to be a refuge from the storm in somebody's life. Amen. You're going to be streams of water in their desert. Amen. And the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. That's who we are. Then everyone who has eyes will be able to see the truth. Our nation needs the truth. Your neighbor needs the truth. Your family member needs the truth. But it says they will see, okay? And everyone who has ears will be able to hear it. We want God the Father wants people in this nation to see and hear the truth of who he is, of what he can do in their lives, of the freedom that they can live in. Amen. That's for every single one of us. I read this quote from Michael Brown. Dr. Michael Brown, you know, the, the Jewish guy? Uh, he, another amazing guy, if you want to listen to any of his stuff on YouTube. He says this, pray as if we served a God who answers prayer. 
So you're all going to be at the prayer meeting on Wednesday, amen? And you're going to be praying the week, this first week of October, amen? Pray as if we serve a God who answers us when we cry out to him. Preach and speak as if people's lives depended on your message. And get involved in the culture as, if, as it hangs precariously in the balance. Our nation is in crisis. It is in crisis, okay? We need to pray, we can speak, and it says get involved in culture because we can change it. Um, with the women, um, some of you will probably be thinking, what are we going to do now without a uh, uh, women's conference? We're probably too busy to do a women's conference. <laughs> um, like I said, um, God is going to continue the belonging. He's going to continue working amongst us. We're in, you know, we're in small groups and living life um, in doing freedom and the other areas that we have in the, in the body for everyone to be involved. Um, that we're going to have encounter times for us, okay, for us as, as the women in the church. We're going to have those, probably one a, a, one a quarter. Um, and they'll be for us to come and meet with God. And we have one, you can put this in your diary, November the 24th, Saturday morning in here. We're going to have a brunch together, all the women from all the, all the congregations here together, um, Saturday morning, 24th. November, where we're going to worship and meet with God and just share more of what God is doing uh, amongst us in this season. We're also going to be having uh, a national encounter day. And Katie felt very much, Katie McGowan, um, that who we are as Kingdom Faith, what we carry, our anointing of worship and the word and God moving, that's what we're going to be doing. But we do it for a day for everyone else to come to outside of Kingdom Faith that they come to, and that's what we're going to be doing for a day. Amen? And we will let you know when that's going to be happening sometime next year. Um, we're not rushing into anything we're doing because God is doing a new thing. We don't want to just put dates in the diary. I know people want to know, but we need to know what God is saying, yeah? But at what we are doing, one Wednesday, third Wednesday every month, is having outreach here for non-Christians to come to. Um, there are many coming from Little Builders, you are welcome to bring a non-Christian lady, whatever age, uh, to come along on those Wednesday evenings. You, and if you want to come and serve on those evenings, speak to Katie McGowan or Katie Coles, okay? You can be part of the team serving. But it's not for, uh, that Wednesday night, it's not for our ladies just to rock up and, and have a nice time. That is to bring non-Christians too, for them to come and meet. Uh, there'll be, there'll be well, fun stuff to do, but they'll also be hearing something that, that they want to hear uh, that is going to impact their lives. And that is something we are, the dates are in the diary <laughs> um, because God spoke about that. So that's going to be happening. And that is very exciting. And that will feed into uh, Alpha. That will feed into the freedom groups, into the small groups. And yeah, if you want to be involved in that or bring somebody along, then please Please do. That is where we are going. In Psalm um, 92, again, we, we read the first part earlier. Um, the last part says, or there's a, a verse in there that says, Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. 
God has made us strong and mighty in him. Amen. That spirit of sonship is fresh oil poured over us that anoints us to go in his name. Okay. I want Tobes to come up and I want him to play uh, a song that he played yesterday. There was an amazing wedding here yesterday. Amazing worship. And um, I just want us to respond to the Lord in different ways. This, this message, you know, there's been a lot and God will speak different things to different ones of you. But, you know, if, um, if you struggle with the Father's heart for you, if you struggle knowing you're a son, if you struggle with insecurities, anxieties, um, I, just, I just want you to, we're all going to stand, you can all stand anyway. And I want him to play this and I want us just to, the Father just to minister to each one of us because each one of us needs more of this spirit, spirit of sonship, amen. And we can go, yeah, rah, rah, spirit of sonship, you know, stir it up, stir it up. But actually there's some deep things I think God wants to do and heal for then this freedom to be real. We will naturally want to see somebody else saved. We will naturally want to share the love of the Father with them because there's something going on in us. So he's going to play. You can respond to the Father. You, can we have the prayer team forward? If you're on the Freedom Encounter prayer team, if you would come and stand along the front. And if you want prayer, then come forward and receive prayer while this song's going on, okay? And we've got, a few, we've got a few minutes left. We've got eight minutes left. That's time for God to do what he wants to do. <laughs> and um, let's just let God minister to our hearts and be honest with him. Let his love just impact you and free you so we're then free to, to move out, to orbit out, if you like. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, Father in heaven, you are so pleased with us. You love us so deeply. Lord, your smile is towards us. Your favor is towards us. It's over us, Lord. Lord, your love has set us free. Lord, your amazing love has set us free, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. You just thank him right now for his love in your life, for his power in your life. The love, this love is so powerful. This love is the greatest power on the planet and the planet needs it. The planet needs is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. And that spirit of sonship is in you and is in me right now. It will never leave us or forsake us. It will never leave us 
or forsake us. Can you thank him that that spirit of sonship is in you? That this planet is groaning to receive. It's groaning to hear that acceptance, that approval, and they come into sonship. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in us at this time. Lord, come and move by your spirit on this church. Blow on us, Lord. Send us out, Lord, under the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship that longs to see others come in to love and healing and life in all its fullness. Thank you, Lord. We go today anointed by this spirit, anointed by the Holy Spirit to change this world that you love, Lord Jesus. I speak your blessing over every person in kingdom faith, your blessing over our lives this week, over our families, our households, our diaries, our workplaces. I speak, Lord, and release your blessing, your smile and your favor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.